quick reminder to please check out and subscribe to the Oakland Warriors YouTube channel. I post these episodes. I shoot the video of it and I post them on YouTube. I have some really, really fun, interesting interactions with people in the YouTube comments. So uh, if you want to get in on that, please uh, jump on over to youtube.com slash Oakland Warriors and check us out over there. Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick, flying solo. So the Warriors, your Golden State Warriors, are now on a four-game winning streak after winning their fourth straight game at home, 118-112, over the Portland Trailblazers in a game that ended up being extremely, extremely exciting at the end. It started off with the Warriors, Clay Thompson, Jordan Poole, shooting extremely well in the first quarter. And it was like, oh, wow, you know, these guys are starting hot and they're taking it to them. Uh, they got up by 18. Personally, though, like my big worry was, are they going to kind of let the rope slip? You know, it's a team that, as it is right now, isn't super used to winning a bunch of games. And after a couple or after a few really, really uh, tight games, like you felt that maybe with this kind of lead that, you know, NBA is a game of runs and you knew that the Blazers would come at them and Dame Lillard is Dame Lillard and the Blazers have talent. So, you know, considering it was so early, I was like, okay, let's see how the Warriors manage this lead because part of learning how to win is kind of also <laughs> learning how to win in different situations, right? Whether you're down, whether you're up, whether you're up big or up a little, stuff like that. So this was one of those moments, you know, and I'm, impressed. I'm really, really impressed because once the Blazers got the lead, it felt like, okay, the Warriors are having trouble getting over the hump. I didn't think necessarily that they couldn't do it per se, but it was like, all right, they've cooled off a little bit and where's it going to come from again, right? Like that's kind of been the theme as I've talked about with Steph and Wiggins out, who is going to step up because you're living and dying with pool and clay. But when they get cold at the same time, it's like, okay, what, what next? Right. And the Warriors, they honestly, you know, if you watch the game, they felt a little listless, a little lifeless. They uh, weren't playing with that kind of immediacy and that energy. And, you know, it was like, okay, can they flip that switch? And you know what they did? They did. Kerr went with a closing lineup of Draymond Green, Dante DiVincenzo, Jonathan Kaminga, Jordan Poole, and Clay Thompson, right? Like I've talked about recently how Jonathan Kaminga is definitely going to be in the running for that fifth spot in the closing lineup for Steve Kerr because you have Steph, Clay, Wiggins, Draymond, when healthy, and it's either going to be Poole or Kaminga. And even in some cases, you might get Dante DiVincenzo in there. So to me, just having those guys in the closing lineup in a tight game is good because you're building that up. And in my opinion, each and every second, every minute you get with these other guys, these bench dudes who I've said, like Kaminga and Dante DiVincenzo are your seven and eight guys in the rotation, right? These reps are hugely important for them right now into the future. So 
anytime you can get them meaningful minutes in these game situations, that's a win because, you know, Dante DiVincenzo has been there, but not with this team. Right. And he also was injured for a lot of last season. So getting him in for that. And then Jonathan Kaminga, I mean, we all know his story. So every rep he gets in those game situations is huge and it's going to pay dividends down the road. And they just locked down. They locked down on defense. I mean, I find that to be a really, really interesting lineup because you have offense, you have shooting with uh, Poole and Clay, and to some degree, Dante DiVincenzo. And you have defense with Draymond, Jonathan Kaminga, Dante DiVincenzo, and also Clay, right? So it's not a bad closing lineup, to be honest. And they just, they execute it. That's all you can say. Uh, they flipped the switch and they were able to just basically lock down Portland. That steal that Dante DiVincenzo had on Dame Lillard, where Dame had it at the uh, top of the arc, left side of the arc, and he was just holding it. And DiVincenzo reached in and just popped it out and got the steal. You know, throughout the season and even especially recently, if you've listened to this podcast, I've talked about how Dante DiVincenzo is so critical to this team. I've talked about how his absence with that bad hamstring the first couple of weeks of the season was a very underrated absence because he needed to build chemistry with the team. He had some chemistry with guys like Wiseman and some of the other young guys from playing pickup during uh, the summer. And he's a veteran presence, right? Like when he came back, I was like, he's going to help Jordan Poole a lot because he can take the ball out of Poole's hands. He can play both guard spots. He can shoot. He can rebound. He can defend. He can play on ball, right? And in this one, he played excellent defense. Throughout the game, Jonathan Kaminga, he, whenever he picked up Damian Lillard, he had some problems, right? Because I was texting my buddy Aram in Toronto, and I was like, yo, JK's having trouble with Dame. And he's like, yeah, you know, when you play John Morant, you can kind of back off him for the three. But Dame, he's a different beast, right? He's a veteran in his early 30s, uh, an all-timer, and his shot is unquestionable from three. And so you have to guard up on him, and Dame could just get by Kaminga pretty pretty easily. And, you know, that's something that Kaminga will have to learn from, right? Because when you get to some of these smaller guards that he has to guard sometimes, guys like Damian Lillard are very, very unique, right? Because like, he's a vet with the ability to get to the basket uh, and score at all three levels. And you have to obviously honor his three-pointer. So that's something that in a game like this, like Kaminga gets those reps and he's going to learn from that and figure out with the coaches, with some of the other veteran players, what he could do better and what went wrong, how he can better guard a guy like Dame, uh, use his size, his length, his physicality in some respects. But like I said, at the end of the game, Dante DiVincenzo was picking him up and uh, he did a great job. I've said that even though Dante DiVincenzo doesn't have the explosiveness of Gary Payton II or the uh, the wingspan, he definitely has <laughs> some athleticism. You've seen it. He had nine boards. I mean, his line tonight, 34 minutes, four for 11, only one for five from three, but nine boards, four assists, four steals, nine points, plus 16 on the night. You know, like that is an amazing stat line. 
uh, to have in this one. And like I said in the last episodes, like I'm not knocking Gary Payton the second, but once we lost him and then Bob Myers scooped up Dante DiVincenzo, who was, like I said, injured for a lot last season. So he was able to kind of get him on the cheap. I was like, dude, that guy's good. <laughs> that guy's legit good. He's a legit good uh, third guard spot starter, like, we, like we've been seeing, but a legit third guard. And basically he's the fourth guard on this Warriors team. So uh, he impressed. And again, not knocking uh, what Gary Payton did for the Warriors last season, but again, he hasn't played for the Blazers this season. So if you wanted uh, to be saddled with, with that for this year, then that would have been the case. But Dante DiVincenzo is a guard, is a point guard and a shooting guard, and he can do so much more in terms of initiating the offense and passing and all that jazz, right? Like I mentioned before, Peyton did a lot of just like cutting back door, dunker spot stuff. Played They played him like a big dude, right? They played him like a center or like Andre Godala running in from the from the corner. So love Dante DiVincenzo. And <laughs> I just think that, uh, again, it's great to see him flourish and get these opportunities, right? These are the kinds of things I'm talking about when if Steph is out, other guys have to step up and they're clearly coming into their own. It's great that they're at home. This would be a lot tougher as we saw on the road, but just getting that crowd behind them and getting these like confidence building wins that not only build that confidence, but get you above 500, right? Now they're 19 and 18. And that just feels really, really nice to say after that last road trip where they were one and five and everybody was like freaking out. So, uh, Excellent game from Dante DiVincenzo. I think people are starting to realize how good he is and how important he is, right? And I love it, you know? I love it. Like, And it's weird because you're seeing, at least in the first half when the Warriors were rolling, you could kind of see like this chemistry with uh, Jordan Poole and Dante DiVincenzo and even Ty Jerome, you know, those, those guys mixed in together. And, you know, like I'm kind of a Ty Jerome convert a little bit. Uh, I mean, basically right now, he's like the fifth guard. You know, he's ahead, of course, of Moses Moody. And I went back and watched some of his highlights from UVA, University of Virginia, when uh, he was in the tournament. And the dude is solid, right? His floater game, like I mentioned before, is is nice. And he knows how to play. So he is, you know, not bad. I do not mind seeing him on the court right now. But, uh, you know... We'll uh we'll see how this keeps going. And it was cool to see Ty Jerome hit that buzzer beater three. I mean, he had a big smile on his face and the team was really happy for him. And, you know, he just looked happy to have made that. So, you know, you like to see that uh that that joy on some of these guys' faces, uh, especially now that they're they're winning some games. Kaminga, like I mentioned before, he was kind of having a rough defensive game. He was getting called for some early fouls. He got called for a couple rip throughs. And I'm like, oh man, come on. <laughs> the first one, it's like, okay. The second one is like, oh dude, <laughs> you know, you're just, you're just leaving yourself open for that. But what I like about Kaminga and as I've said about him over the past month or so, it's like, he's trying to make winning plays, right? Like he didn't pout. He didn't like get on himself. He came back into that closing lineup and it was like, you know, think about it. Beginning of the season or last season, he's probably going to be in his head and he might 
mess up or you know try to do too much but in this one he's moving the ball he knows what to do he's playing solid defense and he's very active on both ends and he's trying to win the game and he made the made, made winning plays you know great plays on defense great plays rebounding had that awesome amazing like you know breakaway dunk and uh you know those are the things you're expecting from him when you see him on the court nowadays, like you expect him to do all these little things. And I mean, he's just, he gets it right. Like he's, he looks like a winning player, like a Warriors winning player. And I think that's another reason to feel very confident about this team in a month after Steph gets back going into the springtime. So uh, these are all positive signs. Yes. They're 19 and 18 only, but if you've been following this team all season long, you know where they've been and they have to prove it on the road for sure, for sure. But they've gone 4-0 at home. They have four more left. And I said a couple of games ago, it's like, wow, if these guys go 8-0, again, getting ahead of myself there and just entertaining the idea just for fun. But if they go 8-0, they'll be like five games over, you know, and that would put them like right in the thick of the non-play-in playoff race, like in the, you know, top six. So, you know, these are all positives. And I was going to say, even if they had lost this game, like that fact that they came back and fought, that to me is huge because we know guys like Draymond and Clay are going to keep pushing. But to have the other guys, the new guys, make the effort and not give up and be determined to win the game, that – I mean, to me, those are the lessons that I've been talking about for the whole season, but then also since Steph got out the game, right? When Steph got injured, right, it was like, oh man, we're going on a tough road trip. It's going to be brutal. And it was, but it was like, get your reps in, take advantage of your court time, earn your minutes, all that jazz. And then now that they're here, it's like, learn how to win a game, learn how to <laughs> learn how to have a big lead, kind of feel yourself a little bit, right? That's that's kind of what it felt like. Like, oh, this team has been through a few good wins, and it's like, oh yeah, we're 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 here. We've arrived. Let's just roll through this one. But like, learn that that's not the case, and that you have to play the whole game against any NBA team because they're going to keep coming at you, especially with a guy like Dame, and uh, that you can have a lead like that up by. 17, 18 or whatever, getting the hold by like 11 and then still close it out, right? That's huge. Jonathan Kaminga having an iffy game early on, but then locking it down at the end. I mean, his line, 26 minutes, four for eight from the field, 0 for two from three, one for two from the line, two boards only, five assists, plus 15 on the night, nine points, right? I'll take that. I'll take that. So he had five fouls, which epitomizes how rough the rest of his night was. But the fact that he came back and closed it, that's huge to me. That's that's confidence, right? I always mention he's a little bit cocky in a good way, but that's confidence. And that's a guy who is not afraid. I mean, we've seen him for a year and a half now. He's never been afraid and he wants to win. So that's exactly what you want to see from that kind of dude. 
The NBA season is heating up and there are still so many unknowns. Like, will James Wiseman actually be on this Warriors team by the end of the season? I hope so. When I'm looking to get in on the action, I bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, total rebounds, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. The app is super easy to use. Just pop it open and do what you got to do, and you're good to go. Download the app now. Sign up with code TBPN. Place a $5 pregame Moneyline bet on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code TBPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Jordan Poole, man, he was so like hot at the very beginning. But then in the second quarter, he kind of went cold, had a couple really bad turnovers. And I always joke that like with Poole, he's so high variance. And he actually had one of those turnovers at the end of the game where he tried like a, a drop step pivot move that worked really well in the previous game. But he lost the ball, went out of bounds, turnover. Didn't matter, but like, you know, he's only 23, going on 24. So these are things that I accept from Poole because he needs to keep pushing the issue. He needs to be the guy that initiates. I had no idea that you had 41 points, right? You get 36 minutes, 14 for 23. I mean, that's great shooting right there. Five for 10 from three, eight for nine from the line, five points, six assists. The seven turnovers, though, right? That's what kind of – that's what you want to clean up. Much like Steph, like a guy like Poole with the ball in his hands a lot who does a lot of stuff to create shots, you know, yes, they're going to have turnovers, but but seven is a lot. He was plus 18 with 41 points, but, like, you know, I'm not going to uh, nitpick his game, but to me it's like – he uh, he giveth, he taketh away, and then he giveth again, right? Pretty soon, hopefully, he's just more giveth, giveth, giveth. And, uh, you know, you love to see it. I, I talked about how I was curious to see how the matchup with him and Anthony Simons would be because Simons is a very good guard, young guard for the Blazers. And he had also signed a contract extension, which when he signed that, people talked about that in terms of like, oh, you know, that sets the bar for pool. Pool's bar went higher with a Tyler Heroes signing at the beginning of the year. But, uh, you know, they're both really, really fun guards to watch. And clearly, uh, Pool had the bigger game, came out with a win, and uh, the the better, more impressive line on the night. But, you know, again, love to see all this stuff. Seeing this team without Steph, without Wiggins, and just grow. I mean, this is what we've been wanting this whole time. And so I'm extremely pleased with this. You know what I mean? Like this is a great way to end off uh, 2022, the final game of the calendar year. And, you know, just think about this, you know, let's envision this team with Steph, with Wiggins, and then you're bringing in Kaminga and then you're bringing in Dante DiVincenzo, uh, just the confidence they have on this team. And in these situations, it's huge, you know, this is going to be great when, you know, the the top guys get in foul trouble. Say Draymond fouls out. Say Steph fouls out or something. Having DiVincenzo, having Kaminga, that's going to be really, really, really important down the road. Draymond Green, shout out to that dude. He's been steady and solid 
as hell <laughs> during this uh, homestand. He's been amazing on defense. You know, he had a couple great blocks in the previous game. And in this one, I mean, 33 minutes, four for 11 from the field, two for four from three, 11 boards, four assists, one steal, plus eight, 10 points. You know, he was big in this one. And you don't want to take, you always talk about you don't want to take Steph for granted. You don't want to take Draymond for granted either. You know what I mean? He's been amazing. And even in this one, his moxie, his fire is what propels this team. You know what I mean? Like I said, they were kind of flat a little bit, but I guarantee you it was Draymond who brought the energy and made some big plays that inspire the team, that get them going, that get them hyped. And, um, you know, you just love to see that. You love to see this team rally around each other. And hopefully the stuff with Draymond and Jordan Poole, that looks like it's all, you know, gone and away. So that's enough of that for now until there's a reason to actually talk about it. James Wiseman, he hurt himself in a three-on-three scrimmage uh, earlier today. They were playing with Wiggins to try to get Wiggins up into game shape, and he rolled his ankle. And I was bummed because for the Blazers, uh, Nurkic was out, and the rest of the bigs for the Blazers are the kinds of bigs that James Wiseman has played pretty well against, has feasted on kind of guys who are like 6'9", 6'10", skinny, and Wiseman has played well against those dudes. And I felt like Wiseman could have done really well against uh, some of these dudes. And also, you know, my buddy Aaron in Toronto mentioned like uh, he might have gotten cooked by Simons and Lillard, but I'm like, that's fine. He needs to see that. You know, he needs to get reps, just like Kaminga needs to get reps against guys like Lillard. You know what I mean? So it's a shame. Hopefully it's only like a game or two. That's what they're saying. Uh, But it sucks because every time it feels like this is like the fourth or fifth time in Wiseman's career (laughs) when he's gotten into a bit of a rhythm and he's, he's shown that what he could be, uh, he gets hurt. This one is far less serious than anything else. Knock on wood, but uh, hopefully, hopefully he gets back soon because you know, Jermichael Green is still out. And as you all know, I'm really, really pushing for Wiseman, hopefully, to get those reps and to show those uh, minutes where he can be a net positive or at least like just solid and basically jump <laughs> Jermichael Green on the depth chart in the rotation. You know, uh, it may not happen right now, it may happen later on. Uh, fingers crossed that it just does happen down the road. Again, that's speaking from me, who is a James Wiseman fan uh, very from the very start. Up next, the Warriors get Atlanta at home on Monday the 2nd. Then they get Detroit on Wednesday the 4th, Orlando on the 7th, which is a Saturday, and then Phoenix January 10th on a Tuesday. So, you know, these are teams that, they can beat at home <laughs> and hopefully they continue this this uh rise up the standings a little bit right now they are sitting at ninth in the west so hey that's not bad <laughs> they're one and a half out of the sixth spot and five out of first can't be too mad about that right now as long as they're playing well and moving it forward so Great win, and I guess that's the end of a very, very exciting, entertaining Golden State Warriors 2022 calendar year. I guess 
all I got to say now is enjoy this one and have a happy and safe new year. See you in 2023. That is another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick E. Pino or at Oakland Warriors. Check out our YouTube channel where you can watch this episode, youtube.com slash Oakland Warriors. Check us out at oaklandwarriors.com and be sure to tell your fellow Warrior fan friends to tune in and listen. The Oakland Warriors podcast is produced by National Film Society and is a part of the Basketball Podcast Network. And if you're so inclined, please do leave us a five-star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And if you want to leave us a nice review, saying good stuff about the show on Apple Podcasts, that would be hugely, hugely appreciated and it would be very, very helpful. Thanks. That's it. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time.